Ah, welcome, welcome, welcome to Tell Me Your Story. It is a program bringing you new paradigms for a new world. And we're here bringing this program to you this week, this particular week, uh, that you'll be listening specifically on the radio. But uh, it still applies regardless, because we're going to be celebrating the uh, blackjack version of World Sound Healing Day back again. I can't even remember how many years we've been doing this. Jonathan and Annie Goldman. And I thank you two for joining us. And it's well, it's wonderful. Andy, it's wonderful to have you with us. Oh, thank you, Richard. I am delighted to be here. This is uh, Andy's first time <laughs> yeah. resident with you. And what a blessing. We uh, have a great um, communication together. So thank you for inviting her because Andy has been an integral part of World Sound Healing Day mm -hmm. since the beginning and, of course, my life for close to 30 years now. <laughs> Scary. All right. We've been at this a long time, Richard. <laughs> well, I'll and tell you, it, it's it's something that uh, I've been uh, at least aware of, I don't know what, for about 10 10 years, I, I think, think yeah. yeah, you and Jonathan have been doing interviews a or long more. time because your name has been very familiar to yeah. me, Richard. So... Um, let me. I'm going to start with you, Andy, uh, today, and 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 talk to uh, talk to us about uh, your your involvement, your interest, your your uh, uh, um, purpose in uh, World Sound Healing Day that is taking place, folks. Let you let you know this on a wonderful day, uh, the 14th of February. Of course, here in America, it's Valentine's Day as well. But uh, I don't know that it's that case around the world. But nonetheless, it's the 14th of February where people participate in whatever way they, they choose to, uh, creating sound and, and rhythm and humming or whistling or whatever it is that they do uh, in that regard. How, how in the world did you get involved in this? <laughs> how in the world did I get involved with this guy? <laughs> and we have uh, been together for almost 30 years, Richard. And uh, World Sound Healing Day is an event that we facilitate um, every year. And we are coming upon our 21st year. Yeah. And as you mentioned, it is on uh, February 14th, Valentine's Day. And just to give you a little background on my involvement or our involvement, really, we were in deep meditation. And, you know, we have been working with sound as a healing modality for personal healing. And it came to us in the meditation. It is now time for you to broaden that scope and bring sound on a planetary healing level. And of course, that was the message that we got. And we just looked at each other and went, now, transmission, stop. We right. have to figure it out. There was not a, a, a rule book or, uh, you know, any instruction how to do it. So that's when Jonathan and I really started processing and brainstorming and, uh, you know, coming up with February 14th, yeah. World Sound Healing Day, yeah. if everybody... If we could get the word out there that on that day, if you can sound forth with the intention of holding compassion and love and healing for our beloved planet, Mother Earth, and all sentient beings, that is what our purpose 
the foundational purpose of World Sound Healing Day is and Jonathan just jump in because he was well, we, he, I was was right, him. he was right there with me yeah <laughs> uh, at least um, you know if, if I could just suggest that we got if you like the communication of like expanding our scope of being from personal planetary healing which seemed like a great idea but the question mm -hmm. then was how do you do it and yeah. we spent a while just like you know kind of thinking about it and thinking about it and checking stuff out and I remember I had the experience of this is back before they had zooms or any of these really visual uh, platforms etc and I remember I was in a chat room we had just in a a 10-day teaching called the healing sounds intensive and I was in a follow-up chat room with a lot of the participants we were right where we were like sort of writing stuff together because I couldn't really do it uh you know, uh, vocally with a, you know, call and response thing. And I said, let's do a global, let's do an ohm together. And that's all. And we did an ohm and literally we could feel the very fiber of being shift and change. And when that occurred, even though we were separated by, by space, particularly we weren't in the same room. And so there was nothing going on. And yet, etherically, vibrationally, something was happening. And I said, how can this be? And then this happened. I realized that it's been my that it had been my awareness for a short time before that, that the internet represented the neural net of the planet. Mm. I thought, huh, how can we somehow activate the global heart of the planet? I don't understand this. How can we activate the global heart? And then I remembered that in all these different sacred traditions, including the Tibetan and whatnot, the link between the heart and the mind, between body and mind is speech, is sound. And uh, so, ah, okay. And literally that very first World Sound Healing Day um, back in 2003, I literally was uh, check, uh, checking this out to do my homework to find out what was going on because it's its 21st birthday. It's almost old enough to be an adult now. <laughs> <laughs> Can and, drink now. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, bottom line was that uh, on that day, most of the events were happening live in different areas, but there were two global events that were interconnected by the internet and they were through internet radio shows one happened just around uh nine o'clock in the morning which would there be the 12 o'clock ah toning that occurred uh you know for the first few world sound healing days because we thought that ah was just a great sound for people to make what sound are you going to make and then also it was around nine o'clock at night so that was about 12 o'clock in Tokyo. The timing on it was we uh, realized that having it uh, sounding forth with that awe sound at 12 o'clock noon Eastern time, you know, was really going to be difficult for people all throughout the planet. So we have since, you know, had it just be wherever you are, whatever time works well for you. But, you know, it's interesting, Richard, because Jonathan, about 40 years ago, he's, he's been in this field. Uh, well, he's a founding pioneer in the field of sound as a healing modality. He created a formula that I want to share with our audience. Frequency plus intent equals healing. Mm -hmm. 
In other words, the sound that we make mm -hmm. coupled with our intention equals healing. And so that was a strong uh, premise for working even globally with sound, because if we can hold the intention of compassion, of appreciation, of healing, and then sound forth, holding that intention, we could possibly make a difference. Mm. And so that was sort of part and parcel too of how we you know came about world sound healing day we're on a roll but let us let you say something my <laughs> friend <laughs> well i want to let our listeners know that if you want more information you can go to there is a website uh that is called world sound healing day and is it a dot org or dot com dot org Dot it org. is a dot org. All right. So worldsoundhealingday.org. And with this particular interview, that will be the link that we will be tied to. But it'll also take you to a lot of the links uh, that Jonathan is uh, is connected with, he and Andy, as we continue here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and it is a pleasure to um, be making the sounds that we are here on this particular program as I watch it being created on, on my uh, recording device on my screen. Uh, and it's kind of an amazing thing, uh, Jonathan. I've shared this with you before. And before I share this with you, and that has to do with uh, an event I attended, gosh, it has to be at least uh, 23, 24 years ago back in Phoenix uh, at, with Wayne Dyer, but I will share that in a moment. There's a phrase that most people are familiar with in this country in, in particular, and you alluded to it, but it's in like the, uh, as we like to talk about this ancient wisdom teachings. In the beginning was what? Not light. It wasn't uh, anything uh, of uh, darkness or whatever. In the beginning was the word, which I want to say implies, but it doesn't imply. It actually says it emphatically was sound. In the beginning was sound. And uh, uh, from that sound, now where the sound came from, I have no clue. Okay, all we know is that's what the ancient wisdom teachings tell us. And from that sound began to be created the material world. So when, when we talk about World Sound Healing Day, Jonathan, what is it that... Are there specifics that we are looking at to try to create or are we just putting the energy out there like a Reiki master would and saying, OK, here's the energy. Do with it what you will, person or situation. Great question, Richard. And before I answer that, I just want to allude back to an event. You were going to talk about a Wayne Dyer thing. I want to hear about that one. Yes. But I'm going to take you back even further than Wayne. OK, I'm going to take you back. To 1969, an event that took place in Bethel, New York. Bethel, which is actually Hebrew for House of God. And that event was called Woodstock. <sighs> and Woodstock began with Swami Satchitananda getting, they say it was a half a million people. No, it's probably closer to Richie Havens, speculated, who's the, the, the opening act. Swami Satchitananda opened it as a, with prayers. But I think there were a million or more people there. And we were all chanting sacred mantras and i gotta tell you my friend i am convinced that that is the reason why if you like woodstock is the paramount uh gathering of people that was peaceful 
kind and compassionate. Yeah, with a with a with an audience that large, a couple of people are going to die and a couple of people are going to be born. But can you imagine nowadays if you got even Sometimes you, you get a dozen people together and it's, it's ma'am. Yeah. But there, you had a, a million people. So that was what, you know, and that I know permeated my consciousness yeah. because the idea of World Sound Healing Day basically is, wow, if we can somehow project energy, conscious energy, energy that's sacred. Okay, and bottom line, what is sacred sound? Sacred sound is sound made with love, appreciation, kindness, compassion, we know of the work of HeartMath, for instance, that talks about this heart-brain coherence. Mm-hmm. And real, the bottom line of there is that if we can be in a state of appreciation and gratitude, our electromagnetic field grows anywhere from 50 to 500, even 5,000 times greater. And then if we couple that with making sacred sound, the field becomes just innumerably larger and more powerful. So the idea then is that our field personally can interface with what we call the Gaia matrix or the field of Mother Earth. And just incidentally, the concept of, do you know where the term Gaia came from? No, I don't. I think it was with the ancient Greeks, but there was a fellow by the name of Pierre Desjardins, who was a well-known philosopher of the last century. And he talked about something called the noosphere, which was the, if you like, field of consciousness of the earth, which he perceived of as being a major, uh, I believe he was a Jesuit priest, a very well-known philosopher, but the field of consciousness of our planet and that it was a living, thriving thing. So we are speculating that with our light, our love, and our sound, we can somehow interface with this and help it thrive, be one of compassion and kindness, which I think this planet needs at this particular point in time and space. I even saw the documentary about um, Woodstock 2.0, uh, ah. which was, uh, uh, I'm going to say, based upon the documentary I saw, an unmitigated disaster um, because they were trying to duplicate something that can't be. It would be like trying to duplicate the, 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 the creation of the universe. Let's do it again. Well, you, can't Richard, do it, you, you can't do Andy it consciously. And I, Andy and I both watched that, and it was amazing because I was saying, okay, the difference between that and the original is the, uh, the original is sort of based upon almost like a philosophical concept, a construct yeah. of, you know, um, brotherhood and sisterhood, and there we were. And this one was based on greed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, Bottom line. That's, yeah. Marketing. Uh, yeah, it's it's really uh, it's really unfortunate. Um, the story in regards to uh, Wayne Dyer has to do with a gentleman by the name of Stephen Lewis. Now, my wife and I went there to hear uh, uh, Wayne Dyer speak. And, uh, you know, it's funny how um, after his passing, you know, I thought, oh, it sure would have been great to have gone to hear him speak. And it's like, uh, you, in, you, you how, how much of an idiot are you? You were at one in 1998, 99. Anyway, uh, so we're there and at intermission. He introduces Stephen Lewis, who wrote a book called Sanctuary. And uh, Stephen Lewis had created this, um, this, this concept called EM, EMC squared. Uh, it's not Einstein's theory of relativity. It has to do with uh, taking a photograph, and you, you, he puts it in his computer. You send him a photograph head to toe, uh, puts it in the computer, and sends out these waves, uh, these, this energy, if you will, to help to put you in different areas back into balance. Well, um, I was thinking about that as I had read the book, 
And I'm sitting there in the, actually, I, I came up with this as I was sitting there listening to him. And I drew on my on the back of one of my business cards. <clears throat> and, of course, uh, Jonathan and Andy, you know what this looks like on, on a screen when you're creating a, a sound wave. And let's say you're creating true separation, left-right separation stereo signal. And you have a left and a right channel on your screen. Uh, you have different sounds, but you also have some similar sounds. And, of course, uh, the way he was describing this, I'm thinking, okay, so uh, what if you took one of those channels and you flipped it? Out of phase. Mm. And then you mixed the two channels together. Uh, what would happen? So <clears throat> at that time, I was using Cool Edit, the, the program yeah. that I'm, I'm still using. Cool yeah, I'm still using it today, only now it's called Adobe. Too. Yeah. And uh, I say if it's good enough for the BBC, it's good enough for me. I don't need to go to Pro <laughs> Tools or anything else. Anyway, so um, I, I tried it. And what happened was I was actually, uh, in some instances, I actually took a Monora left-right took the one channel out of phase, mixed them, disappeared. There was nothing there, no sound at all. But when I took a true left-right separated stereo signal <clears throat> and I took the one channel out of phase and then I mixed them together, I'm going, hey, I just created my own, shall we call it, sing-along or karaoke. <laughs> because the vocals, they were still there. They're not eliminated. They're pushed all the way into the back. And the instrumentation on each channel was brought to the forefront. And you could then do a sing-along and no one's really gonna hear the vocals in the back because they're just too far back there. So I'm drawing this on my on my business card and I go up and I show this to uh, Stephen Lewis uh, at, when the opportunity uh, presented itself and he was, rather, he was rather amazed. And I remember talking with his, uh, they called him the uh, bulldog. <clears throat> uh, she was the woman who basically uh, sort of threads the needle for people to either get to or stay away from uh, Stephen Lewis. And huh. I shared this with her, thinking that she was sort of on the same page as him. And after I shared this with her, this was the reason why I brought this up. She said, oh, no, 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 you cannot talk about that. No, no, he will not. He will not talk about that because, you know, we don't want that kind of information to fall into the wrong hands. Well, there were two things that, that popped up in my head. Number one was, so you're telling me that I'm the only human being on the planet that came up with this, this th th that realized that this can be done. See, back uh, in the 80s, I was working for a Christian station and the, the engineer was putting in a turntable. And uh, he plugged in the cords, he plugged in the RCA jacks, and we put a record on. And it sounded like one of those, again, a karaoke sing-along tapes. And I said, well, that doesn't sound right. He said, oh, hang on a second, hang on a second. He unplugged it and he redid the wire and they plugged it back in and boom, the vocals came to the forefront. He says, I was out of phase. That's how I remembered that concept. And then the other thing was, what do you mean he won't talk about it? That's important. That's an important element that needs to be discussed because other people could use this for, and I, I didn't even think about it as nefarious reasons, but let's talk about this aspect of the power of sound, not just the power of words, because they are very powerful, Jonathan and Andy, but the power of sound, whatever that sound is. I used to moan as a kid when I was sick, and my mom told my sister, oh, no, no, that's how he heals himself. Mm -hmm. But there's sound that has been used, let's say, around the world at these different um, diplomatic buildings where people are all of a sudden experiencing these major physical 
diseases. Okay, they're temporary because once they leave the building, everything, and they say uh, it, that was generated by some kind of subatom, a subsonic, or some kind of uh, um, sound that the ears can't hear, but the body picks up on. Uh, I don't want to talk about the harmful aspects, but I want to talk about the power of sound when we're talking about the World Sound Healing Day. Well, beautiful. And Richard, hey, thank you for that story. And that is a topic I would love to talk to you about at another time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we, since we're focusing on the healing use of sound, I yes. would just like to suggest that anything, from my perspective, that can be used for good has its opposite level, if that is one's intention. Mm-hmm. Since it's our intention to be using sound for healing, we'll talk about that. But yes. bottom line, there are two ways that sound can affect us. And I will tell you about those two ways and pop into the conversation here. So sound affects us <clears throat> either vibroacoustically or psychoacoustically. And psychoacoustic psychoacoustically is when the sound goes in through our ears, travels down our auditory pathways into our brain and affects our nervous system, affects our heart rate, our brain waves. But we're listening. We're hearing these sounds coming in. Now, vibroacoustics is when we actually feel the sound in our bodies. For instance, if we were to use a tuning fork, Mm -hmm. that would go directly into our body. You know, there are sound beds. There are all kinds of devices where the sound directly goes into our bodies at a cellular level. Now, when we talk about the power of sound, what I want to mention, speaking of vibroacoustic sounds, We know that when we are making a sound as simple as a conscious humming sound, it affects us powerfully, vibroacoustically. In fact, we think with our uh, research and our experience that it is the most powerful vibroacoustic sound that we can make. So when we talk about the power of sound, we know we want to hold the energy of positivity around that and get that information out. Well, I want to jump in with a quote from the New York Times science section, Mm -hmm. February 8th, 1988, talking about ultrasound, but it could have just easily been talking about sound within the audible range. Sound shaped into dazzling tool can make, break, or rearrange molecular structure. And if you can rearrange molecular structure, people say, well, what sort of conditions can be healed with sound? Mm -hmm. I say, potentially, if you can rearrange molecular structure, what can't be healed? And I'm just going to suggest that a lot of the research that's currently going on with sound and music works more with psychoacoustics. That's the sound going into our ear, into our brain sticking people in MRIs and seeing what's going on there. And that's brilliant. But there's also a an element that we're right now ignoring. And this is the vibroacoustic level. And of course, if they work together, they're not separated. But really, something for people to be aware of is the fact that if you make a sound, it'll resonate and vibrate in your body, even when you hum. It'll resonate in your throat, but it'll resonate in your sinus cavity, in your forehead, in your chest, all over. Part of that, depending upon the intentionality of where do you want it to project. And 
In addition to that, when we are making a sound, even such as a humming sound, there are so many physiological benefits that are happening. Mm. There are hormones that are emitted. Uh, oxytocin, the trust hormone. You know, we feel great. We feel good and connected when we are toning in a group or we are sounding together. Uh, melatonin is released when we're humming. Our heart rate is lowered. Our blood pressure is lowered and there's an incredible molecule called nitric oxide that is also released and nitric oxide is so big these days because in the 1990s it received the molecule <laughs> of the year award from science magazine whoa and nitric oxide is a vasodilator meaning that it widens and loosens our um, you know circulatory system so it allows blood and oxygen and all this stuff to move more freely through the body and it is also an antiviral agent, which is way cool. If we can, and particularly when we hum, mm -hmm. we get and we hum with our mouth closed, projecting the sound a little bit into our nasal cavity, mm -hmm. you get 15 times the amount of nitric oxide that is being generated, which is actually a therapeutic level, which is really good for any critters that lodge there before they lodge into uh, other parts of our body. So, you know, we've had lots of people with conditions such as sinusitis who have used humming. To mm. heal that when, uh, you know, different antibiotics have uh, not been as effective. Yeah. Amazing. It, it truly is. And the interesting thing to me is that there is no specific note, shall we say, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, that is, uh, that is required. It's whatever you generate. Like when I was, when I was moaning when I had the flu and I was laying there in bed and my sister said, Mom, make him stop. He sounds horrible. <laughs> um Whatever the tone was, was the tone that came out. And, and I didn't necessarily <clears throat> feel better immediately. However, uh, it certainly uh, was more of a, I was more comforted, if you will, by doing that than not doing that. We're talking with Andy and Jonathan Goldman. We're also talking about World Sound Healing Day, worldsoundhealingday.org. It's the 14th of February, 2023. It's the 21st. Uh, um, celebration, if you will, or participation. We hope that you will participate. I find it interesting that it's on the 14th. It's the 21st uh, anniversary thereof. Uh, so you've got multiples of seven. That's got to mean something. Who knows? Maybe we'll find out in a moment. As we continue here on Tell Me Your Story, I'm Richard Dugan, your host. And uh, it is always a pleasure to have uh, Jonathan and Andy Goldman here on the program to talk about sound and the work that uh, you have been doing for uh, over 40 years. Uh, you and I kind of uh, share that timeline because I've been, uh, you know, it's funny, too, because I was talking with somebody about this. I said, oh, yeah, I started in 1979. And it turns out that actually... It started for me when I was 12 years old when I interviewed my very first interview with a local back in Phoenix, a local um, uh, um, uh, TV and radio man by the name of Pat McMahon, uh, who was on a kid's show called the Wallace and Ladmo Show. Huh. Uh, and... Um, I was 12 years old. I had one of these cassette recorders and I had, uh, you know, uh, all this stuff. And, and uh, I went in there. I wish I still had that tape. Boy, it would be nice to have. <laughs> but I have a photograph of he and I afterwards. Of course, I went in with one of those tank tops, you know, those muscle shirts that kids would wear then. <laughs> real, real professional there. 
Uh, so it's like, okay, so now cause it's actually been uh, a lot longer than that, which is okay. But you, we've all been involved in this concept of sound since our, even before our inception or conception, if you will. Uh, right, well, if you think about it real quick, there was a brilliant uh, otolaryngologist by the name of Alfred Tomatis, who some people consider to be the Einstein of the ear back in the 1980s and 90s. Mm -hmm. And he really, he wrote a wonderful book called, called something like Conscious Listening, but he talked about the fact that in, that in utero, the ear develops before the brain. The brain literally grows out of the ear so that in a, you know, in a, I think eight or nine weeks in utero, the uh, fetus responds to sound. Yeah. And I'm going to take this one step further and take this, if that's the alpha, in the omega. There's a book called The Tibetan Book of the Dead, which yes. is basically a tracking of what happens to the uh, spirit after uh, the body dies. The true name of the Tibetan Book of the Dead is the Tibetan Book of Hearing upon entering the bardo or the place of uh, so great liberation upon hearing. So in other words, hearing first sense to basically encode in the body and the very last to leave. Mm, interesting. You know, what also uh, fascinates me is a documentary on death that I saw, they got all of the necessary permissions and everything to uh, take this individual who was terminal, uh, very close to death, and they placed him on this, uh, ostensibly it was a, a, a sort of like a morgue table with a scale. And what they wanted to do, this ties, it sort of ties into what you're talking about in terms of what happens next. They wanted to find out if the weight of the physical body changed after death. Now, every time I tell the story, they say, well, yeah, but you know, the fluids, they come out. And I said, no, 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 you don't understand. If, if any fluids did come out, anything did come out, it's on that table. So as soon as they were able to determine that the, the, the consciousness left the body, that the, now the body had ceased to function, it actually did lose weight. Maybe an eighth or a sixteenth of a pound, but it lost weight. And I think it's like, it might have been seven ounces. I think that's the it, magic what, Yeah. I, I don't know what the way, but the fact is something that was there wasn't there anymore. What was it and where did it go? And it makes it an interesting speculation because you sit there and you go, well, wait a minute. If we're spiritual beings having a physical uh, human experience, our spirits have a tangible weight to them? That's interesting. I mean, that, that, that opens up another sort of uh, another box there. One that I'm very interested in too, Richard. And uh, I know we want to keep it back into the sure. world of sound. But, sure. you know, as we're talking about, you know, the sound is the last sense to go. Yeah. When we pass over. And then it's the first one. So we, once again, we're talking about the power of yeah. sound. Yeah. And, and as I think about us passing over, let's get back into our life and take our sounds and really 
heal and bring loving kindness yeah. and compassion through our sounds to our everyday lives so yeah. that <laughs> when we are on that table and yeah. we're making that, we can go, hey, we did a good, we lived a good loving, kind yeah. life. Yeah. For I sound. Just, just want to relate that Andy, as a, uh, a licensed psychotherapist, and also did uh, a lot of hospice work. Mm. So uh, this, uh, you know, you, 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 you touched on something that is a whole topic that a lot of people are really interested in. Yeah. We usually talk mostly about sound, but the, um, if you like, passing on of the spirit is really reaching mainstream consciousness. And what a blessing. Well, it's part of life and it's a part of life that people, you know, like even you mentioning it on your program just now, Richard, is just really so, uh, and I think very enlightening. And, and then, of course, when we, you know, bring it back to the world of sound, yeah. we can utilize our own voices, our own sounds to really enhance our lives and to reduce stress and bring in balance. And so, you know, when we're working with sound on an everyday basis, that's mm -hmm. what happens. And then of course for World Sound Healing Day, we just hope there's so many people that are working with sound that the balance of our globe, of our mother earth will come into play. But I yeah. just want to jump in sure. for one last second. That is Annie speaking and whatnot. I think that a really and I know that you know this, but anybody who's listening, one of the most important sound healing vehicles around is a conversational voice. Mm. And that if we can use our voice with, as you do all the time, projecting kindness, compassion, wisdom, and whatnot, that is healing, man. Our ears hear it, the energy field, we are projecting energy when we speak. So everybody who's out there, be, be conscious of your words yeah. and yeah. Well, it's yeah. how we feel, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. what we're feeling when we're, you know, speaking those words. And once again, going back to that formula, frequency plus intent yeah. equals healing, even with our, our conversational voices holding that yeah. intention. Of yeah, absolutely. Love. I couldn't agree with the two of you more. Um, that's why I refer to these programs for myself as therapy. <laughs> I love I, that. <laughs> I say it, I, I used to say it tongue-in-cheek, but it really is because it does give me the opportunity to talk about uh, certain things. And uh, staying in the context of sound, when my sister passed away almost a year ago, my eldest sister, I could hear her. I could hear her. And she was basically saying, a little laughter, and saying, she was saying, hey, Richard, it's, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And I remember a year ago when I was talking with her on the phone um, and she was not one to shy away from the hard questions. I asked her if, if she was ready. And she said yes and no, to which I said, come on, Jeanette, seriously, yes and no. <laughs> well, no, because she didn't want to leave her husband behind. But from a spiritual standpoint, she expressed quite emphatically, quite calmly, uh, and even when I saw her at Christmas, the previous Christmas, that that uh, month before, um, she was that calmness. And she said, yeah, I'm ready. I'm not afraid. And I thought, oh, man, that's fantastic because there isn't anything to be afraid of. Now, she has her own philosophies or her own beliefs that help her not to be afraid. But 
it doesn't matter. I don't, you know, it's like, I don't care why you're not afraid. I'm just glad that you aren't. I'm not afraid either. If today was my day, God forbid, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. But I still have much more to do. There's still much more that we all want to do. But uh, I, Stephen Wright, a great comedian, said, yeah, I, 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 I just found my birth certificate. And it turns out there's an expiration date. <laughs> well, our bodies all have an expiration date. Um, one of the things that I would like to talk about now in terms of sound. Now, you talked about humming. I made the reference to moaning. And a matter of fact, I share with people all the time. If you're not feeling good. Uh, and, and yeah, OK, if you're a little embarrassed about this, then go into whatever you're go into your bedroom and close the door. Go ahead and moan. It's okay, you know, even if you just do it low to yourself. Uh, but then there's also humming. There's, uh, you know, the, I, I know there's whistling and that kind of thing. But you say that the conversational voice, such as what we're doing here, uh, would you say it, it is what actually does carry, uh, shall we say, the most power? Uh, and or intention in that regard? Can I just jump in? I'm going to let Andy do this because she has one of the great conversational healing voices that I know of. <laughs> oh, yes. So suggest that what happens when you stub your toe? You <laughs> make sound. You yes. make sound, yes. and that is called toning. It's a natural response to pain. Uh -huh. Very simply, some years ago, I was interviewed by the New York Times asking me about it. I came up with seven hypothetical answers as to why there could be everything from uh it doesn't matter because we don't know for sure right what we do know is that the use of sound when we're in pain helps alleviate the pain bottom line yeah whether moaning screaming but probably better i'm i, I gotta sh share this real quick story with you okay i gotta <laughs> it is uh oh god 40 years ago and i am in uh, cambridge massachusetts and i am just so angry just so angry and i really needed to scream i just really needed to get, let it out and i and i didn't want to do it around uh, the neighborhood because boy i thought i think they would have thought that something heinous was happening <laughs> so i had uh, my friends take me out into uh, a bit of a wooded area and i let go with a really extraordinary, kind of like um, if you ever saw The Wrath of Khan when uh, uh, Kirk is screaming, God, except more. Yeah. And immediately, I basically popped vertebrae out in my neck and my spine. And I was like, get me to a chiropractor. Now, blessed be, my dear friend at the time was a chiropractor who, uh, you know, we brought, brought us over to his office and he immediately popped me back in. But I thought, okay, that's the only thing about using your own self-created sound. Sometimes if you're so angry and whatnot, don't constrict. Because I was constricting when I was making the sound and it obviously backfired. So you got to kind of be fluid, which is why an ah or moan ah, rather than ah, you know, yeah. Just sharing that. Now, Andy, back to the conversational voice. <laughs> Well, I th thank you for that story, Jonathan, because, you know, I think a lot of people w have done just what you shared because, you know, they hold it in. Mm -hmm. And of course, as a therapist, as a, a holistic psychotherapist, I'm all for moving that energy because that is emotion. It's energy in motion, that anger 
needed to come out. And there are ways that you can do that where you're not going to pop a vertebrae out. <laughs> and, you know, you know, screaming into a pillow would have probably been very helpful. But with our conversational voice, we carry a frequency. We carry many frequencies, mm -hmm. you know, not just one, but we are resonating to what our intentions are. Like if we're in a really bad mood and we would see someone and go, oh, hi, you know, I, I love you. Well, you know, you really don't mean that. But if you're in a really good, good mood and you see, you know, your husband or your spouse, you, I love you, honey, you feel that. You really, so my point is that with our voice, we are feeling a frequency. We are feeling the resonance of those words that are coming out. And so that's one of the reasons why, you know, our words can really be inspiring. They can be energetic. They can be helpful on many, many levels if we are holding mm. that intention truly of having compassion, compassionate understanding for situations and for people holding that and it's not that easy to do right and we have to work at it and we have to be conscious just have to jump on real quick i used to a uh, long time ago a long long time ago i worked with a fellow by the name of dr john diamond who is person uh, responsible for bringing behavioral kinesiology uh Ooh. to at least uh you know the, the american sh uh, shores and literally harsh words and you know you can speak the words i love you and encode them with uh, some sort of venomous froth and uh, not only will you feel like you've been psychically slimed but if you use kinesiology your body goes weak your musculature oh. and your nervous oh. system go weak hmm. interesting we're talking with andy and jonathan goldman and uh, we're talking about some very fascinating things here uh, here on tell me your story i'm richard dugan your host and it is always a pleasure to have uh, Jonathan and Andy Goldman on the program as we're talking today about World Sound Healing Day, February 14th, 2023. Uh, you can take the entire 24 hours and make all the sounds that you want in terms of uh, your intent to help the planet to heal, help yourself to heal, help our societies, our civilizations, um, institutions, our families. Uh, the list goes on. And uh, uh, it just it it fascinates me to no end, considering uh, the the business that I'm in uh, dealing with sound. Uh, I have found uh, so many different uh, pieces of of music, of sound. Yours, Jonathan. I've got file after file after file that I go back and I listen to from time to time. Um, Stephen Halpern, I used to listen to back in the 70s. I've had yeah. him on this program before as well. Uh, and many other people uh, who are creating, uh, there are those who are actually writing songs from, I want to say, more of an intuitive perspective than scientific, but somehow when someone listens to it and has that, that, that wonderful brain, that scientific brain, they're able to analyze it and say, oh, yeah, what, you're, what you've created here is pretty spectacular because here's what these sounds are doing. And they'll go through this long explanation, this sort of diagnostic, if you will. 
But there are people who are doing this. And one of the things that I find interesting with vocal music is that that is a slightly different form, I want to say, of conversational speech, mm. of talk. Mm. Because they are sharing from the heart. Many of them are sharing from the heart. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you go back and you take a look at the, the top artists in different genres, odds are the songs that they had hits with were songs that they wrote or the songwriter wrote from that heart perspective, from that personal experience. I think of uh, one in particular, Adele, John Denver, uh, Harry Chapin, and what a great storyteller he was, uh, Dan Fogelberg, um, many, many others, and those are of my era Richard, growing let's up. Let's go back even further. Oh, I sure, absolutely. That, that Sinatra was... You know, people say he was the greatest singer. I don't know about that, but he certainly made you believe it was a very good year when he was 17. Yeah. You know, and bottom line, he really encoded yeah. the emotion onto the song and people picked it up. And I think you just nailed one of the key ingredients yeah. of music, sound, and everything is encoding emotion yeah. upon sound. I mean, well, and, and people remember how they felt how they feel when they're hearing yeah. sounds or songs or what music that has been encoded with love and yeah. and appreciation they remember how they feel they may not remember the words but they will remember how they felt yeah. when they heard uh, Frank Sinatra <laughs> sing. It was a very good year. Oh, it was a very good year for me. I remember, I remember. And so it's feeling is such an important aspect yeah. of sound when yeah. we're talking about sound. Well, what's interesting is it takes us to a new level. And that is, because I was just thinking about this, the heart. It has its own rhythm and sound. If you have a stethoscope or if you can put your ear up to your partner's heart or your friend or what have you, if they'll let you do that, you can hear the boom, 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 or, or as a friend of mine taught me, <laughs> and he told me, says, if you stand in the corner, face the corner, and you do that in a crowded room, people will start to freak out. They wonder, what in the world is that? But the sound of the heart, uh, the rhythm as well, uh, and, and how we feel from the heart. It, it, as a matter of fact, when you mentioned heart math, that's part of where that thought came from. And I, I have to wonder, too, how these different sounds. Uh, I, I think about um, <laughs> when I'm on the road and a car comes up alongside me and they have the bass turned way up and their car is rattling. But the vibration is going into my car and it's like, no, 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 no. I, this is not what I want. Plus the fact you may want to take your, your vehicle to the mechanic because you are loosening the nuts and bolts in your vehicle as well as in your body. <laughs> but what about that aspect of incorporating sound into one's life and wanting to direct it towards the heart? Not so much as the muscle, but as the feeling part of one. Well, I think real easily... Once again, heart uh, math deals with the heart-brain coherence or the entrainment between the heart and the brain for the both the rhythms 
of the heart and the brain to get in some sort of synchrony together. They call it coherence. And the easiest, most powerful way of doing that is simply to take some nice deep breaths, slow deep breaths, and be in a space of appreciation. And with that in mind, I'm just going to bring us back to World Sound Healing Day for yes. a moment and say that it is our desired intent that there, you know, there are probably going to be by February 14th a couple of hundred at least different events happening uh, throughout the planet in dozens of different countries. And these are, it used to be making the ah sound with compassion, but now we opened it up to just whatever type of sound or music you want to do, whether it's crystal bowls, mantras, kirtans, jazz music, classical music, poetry, guided meditations. It doesn't matter as long as you do it with the intention of kindness, compassion, and love. And with that being said, I also want to invite people who are hearing this to go visit the site because you don't have to do an event. There are going to be hundreds of different events yeah. that you can listen to that you can take part in. And it's incredible. Well, I wanted to say that World Sound Healing Day is all inclusive. It is open and we invite everyone because you can participate in a in a uh, uh, an event that's posted in the portal or you can even post your own event in our portal, but it's all inclusive. And the more people that we can invite and encourage that will sound together in whatever way they choose on February 14th, it's going to send this beautiful sound wave, this ringing of this loving compassion and healing all around our beautiful planet. And Richard, as you know, there's been some scientific data to indicate that these events of prayer, meditation, sounding with compassion, appreciation, whatever you want to call it that is positive, they literally interface with the field of our planet and they make a shift and change, so it does make a difference. So on a level, even though I don't think the science has yet captured uh, the aspect of what is really occurring, there's data to indicate that this is real and that we indeed ha can have an effect. You know, and speaking of data, I would like to know, uh, with your association with HeartMath, if they uh, have been monitoring, I know they're always monitoring, but specifically... Uh, before, during, and after the 14th of February, uh, if they have noticed these kinds of spikes that they talk about when it comes to uh, this this whole aspect of uh, the human experience and intention and, and again, the, the whole aspect of healing during World Sound Healing Day. Well, the Global Consciousness Project, mm -hmm. which uh, HeartMath uh, is a part of, uh, certainly has shown that since the very first time that Roger Nelson, the uh, creator of the Global Consciousness Project out of Princeton, New, uh, New Jersey, basically uh, showed us a graph and what should have been a straight line if it was just nothing was going on, looked like Mount Everest because it was an indication that indeed there is a shift and change in the noosphere, the vibrational field, the Gaia matrix, and that we can make a difference. I think the other aspect of it, too, is, yes, our intention is to send out healing. How that will manifest, what that will actually look like, 
uh, I would have to say we kind of have to let our expectations kind of rest. We, we, we have to let the universe use the energy that we're sending out. Uh, is that, a, is that a, a fair assessment? I think that's beautifully said, Richard, because, you know, we hold the intention and we then let it go. Yeah. We send it out and let it go and re- vib- vibrate and resonate in the highest good for all, mm. whatever that might look like is sort of the intention yeah. that, that I, that we total hold. agreement on my part too. So yeah, it's a, uh... We, how you say, let it be. It's one of the great like tenets of uh, uh, Tibetan Buddhist knowledge, which yeah. is very, very uh, clear, is number one, like being in a compassionate state and also being in a non-attached state. So don't be attached to the outcome. And yeah. just so if you like, trust in the force, Luke. Enjoy. Yeah, exactly. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. We are talking about World Sound Healing Day. WorldSoundHealingDay.org is the website. It's the portal where you can find out about all kinds of events that are going on all over the planet, or you can create your own and post it. Uh, We certainly hope that you'll do that as we continue here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, and I want to thank the two of you for joining us here on the program. This has been a, a fabulous conversation uh, that has generated uh, certainly some wonderful energy uh, that I am very much aware of and can feel, but also hopefully has generated uh, that kind of energy with the listeners as well as yourselves. And um, I have those wonderful three questions that I love to ask my guests at the end of every program. I will ask it of the two of you as we are celebrating our, celebrating our 15th year, ladies and gentlemen. 15 years we've been doing this program, and plus, I should say, uh, and we've been asking these questions, and we'll do that in just a moment. But first, I want to thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. We're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. We are here on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m. We are streaming live at those times at richarddugan.com. Oh, don't forget about the 9 a.m. Wednesday broadcast. That's our special edition of Tell Me Your Story. We also ask you to go to the podcast and subscribe. Listen, get notifications when we post a new one. SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many other locations. And we're on YouTube. You can watch these interviews. You can see Andy and you can see Jonathan's wonderful tie-dye t-shirt there. I think that's fabulous. I really love it. And we, uh, we also ask you to participate in the decade of perfect vision, the 2020s, where we ask you to go within, ah, and in conjunction with World Sound Healing Day, listen to the still small voice. Ah, but don't just listen. Follow the promptings. Not going to hurt you may challenge you at times. I've been challenged, but will never put you in harm's way. And if you'd like to support the work that we are doing financially, we have a PayPal account. It is there for your security as well as ours. And when you go there to uh, punch in the information, they're going to ask you for an email address to whom you will be sending the support to. And it is richard at richarddugan.com. That's richard at richarddugan.com. And with that, we go to our three questions, and I'm going to bounce it back and forth to each of you. I'm going to uh, inaugurate Andy with the very first question. <laughs> Who is Andy Goldman? 
Okay, let me tune right in. Who <laughs> is she's she's still trying to figure that out. <laughs> All right. Who is Jonathan Goldman? I'm going to answer for Andy first. She is the angel of sound. No, she is the angel of love. I am the angel of sound, <laughs> and we're both uh, trying to bring light and love through sound onto the planet. Oh, I love it. I love it. Next question, Jonathan. What is your life's purpose? To bring light and love through sound onto the planet. Andy, what is your life's purpose? To be a beacon of light that can enhance, help people to feel the light within themselves. Mm. And now, to the two of you, I hope that you get the movie reference. Andy, what was your best day? What was my best day? It's today. <laughs> Richard, my best day is to, it is today. I've had many best days, but I think the best day is right here and right now. Mm. And being in the moment, being in the present moment, I made it my best day. Mm. And Jonathan, how about you? What was your best day? Ditto. And I'm going to ask you, on or off, what is what movie is that a reference to? City Slickers. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. They, they remember the three of them were horseback riding, and they got to chatting away and talking about what their best day was. Mine started in 1993, Labor Day weekend. I was camping with some buddies. I had a little altercation the night before. The next day I get up, he's gone because he had some medical uh, things he had to go to down in at Mayo Clinic in Scottsdale. We were up in the White Mountains of, of Arizona. Uh, I had helped to refurbish a boat of his. And I said, I'm getting up. I'm going to make myself some breakfast. I'm going to do the dishes, clean up the camp. And then I'm going to put that damn boat in the water. And I rode it back and forth and back and forth. And I came back and I started a huge fire for one hot dog. And then the other buddy came up in his vehicle before the, the gentleman who had the medical uh, exam. And he brought with him a big old pot and he had a bone-in ham and a big old pot of beans. And he stuck the ham in the beans and we sat there watching it simmer. And he had with him a bottle of Jack Daniels and beer. And we just sat there and we had the greatest evening that I have ever had. Wow. Uh, <clears throat> that, was, that was when I was 33 years old. And I shared this experience with my mother years later and said, you know, that was the day, uh, as Robert Bly might say, that was the day I became a man. And she says, well, it was about time. And I kind of had to say, OK, Mom, thanks. But that was a, that led to a string of 30 best days, one right after the other. And that's where those that question comes from at just and, and again, a lot of folks answer the same way you do today, right now, this moment, you know, others have different answers, but that's the reason we ask. And um, we've changed the questions out. I've, I've always asked about life's purpose and, of course, who is so and so. But we've tried some others and, and they've been fine. But then the, my intuition says, you know, why don't you ask this one for the next year or so? See, see what you get there. So uh, it's just been a lot of fun. And it's been fun here in this hour, and I thank the two of you so much. Richard, you're great. We love 
And thank you for uh, oh, including Andy in I'm, this uh, joyous conversation. Just, How wonderful is that? I lo- hey, we'd love to have you with us every time. Both of oh, you with I, us. It's just been great fun and just so appreciate you, Richard, and what you're doing. And thank you for inviting us. You are so very we welcome. Send to you and your audience, blessings of light and love through sound. We end with, we heal the planet. We heal ourselves. We heal ourselves. And we heal the planet. We have a choice and we can make a difference. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we're talking, folks, about World Sound Healing Day. Please participate. The 14th of February, 2023. It's the 21st anniversary. Please get involved in whatever way you choose. Go to the portal, worldsoundhealingday.org, and find out more. We are linked to that website. And I thank you again for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story. And until our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love to Lal and Jeanette, I am still listening.